how simple things would be if only they weren't so complicated. What do you mean by that remark? It's Dr Richard Bube's way of warning us not to believe oversimplified ideas, because those statements are usually only half-truths or less. Let's hear how he elaborates his point in a paper called Science and Only. Welcome to Truth in the Test Tube, exploring important scientific topics in the light of their wider perspective and significance. Let's increase the temperature, blend some logical analysis, and find out what truth bubbles up. Dr. Richard H. Bue researched and taught at one of America's best-known universities. He was Professor of Materials Science and Electrical Engineering at Stanford University in California. For 14 years, he edited the Journal of the American Scientific Affiliation. Dr. Bube has the ability to state his points in striking phrases. For example, he entitled one of his lectures, How Simple Things Would Be If Only They Weren't So Complicated. Dr. Bue began by saying, Often, we hear the expression that our increase in scientific understanding has shown us that some aspect of our experience is only this or only that. In other words, it is one thing and nothing more. Yes, some people claim that science has shown that man is only a complex machine. Dr. Bube continues, We hear that science has shown that life is only a biochemical reaction, that personal choice and responsibility are only illusions. Another person claims that Christian conversion is only a psychological experience. He evaluates all of these only statements are false. Why does he say these ideas are false? Simply because it's not possible for science to know that anything is only. To claim to show what is, is the business of science. But how is it possible to claim that this is the only reality, the only description worth having, or the only possible interpretation of an event? It's not possible to make this sort of claim on any kind of scientific basis. If this claim is made, it must be on the basis of some kind of subjective, philosophical, political or religious basis, which enables one to make an interpretation of scientific results over and beyond any information derived from science itself. For example, Man is a complex machine. That's a scientific statement. Man is only a complex machine. That's a subjective philosophical speculation, an opinion not derived from science. It's simply another repetition of the old fallacy. If science shows us that man is a complex machine, and if we can know nothing except what science tells us, then man is only a complex machine. So, he's implying that we can know things beyond what science tells us. In other words, scientific facts are not the only facts. No, the facts that science can verify are not the only truths. Medical science may observe that my heartbeat increases when I kiss my wife hello, but it can't verify that I love her. Well, some facts are beyond the ability of natural science to prove or disprove. Dr. Bube continues by talking about another only claim that some people make. Is a decision to follow Jesus Christ only a psychological experience? A Christian conversion is a psychological experience, but it's also an action that God performs. God remakes our lives so completely that our minds, souls and wills experience a deep change. Do you mean our entire mental and psychological natures are transformed? Yes, every only is a subjective judgment by men. 
Dr. Bube explores the idea of levels of understanding. He says every event in which a human being participates can be described on many different kinds of levels. It can be analysed on levels of physical mechanisms, suitable for description by chemistry and physics. And that same event can be described on levels of biological mechanisms, suitable for description by the life sciences. And often that same event can be described on levels of psychology and sociology, suitable for description by the social sciences. But we would be quite mistaken to suppose that a human experience could be described only in terms of the motions or interactions of atoms and molecules. So science knows no onlys. Dr. Bube says the real world includes human qualities such as insight, rational thought, courage, duty, faith, love, conscience, appreciation for beauty, a desire for understanding. And he adds that we would also be mistaken if we thought the totality of a human event could be described only in terms of some kind of scientific description without an appreciation of the relation of man to God. What does he say about man's relation to God? Well, in his words, when we neglect the level that relates man to God, we neglect what makes man in his experience truly human. When we neglect the level which sees the event in its total context of personal interaction with God, we reduce man to an animal or a machine. And when we do this, we miss part of a total picture, part of a total description of all that man is. For example... Would you describe your beautiful painting as only a series of brushstrokes? You'd miss the beauty and the meaning of the whole painting. But a painting really is a series of brushstrokes. But it's not only a series of brushstrokes. Because an artist uses it to convey information and emotion to other human beings who can see beauty in the total composition. We don't describe a musical composition as only a series of notes. Music is a series of notes... But once again, human beings present are able to hear beauty in the total composition. Shall we then make the same mistake and describe man as only a series of scientifically describable reactions? If we do, we miss all the ingredients that make man truly human. Are humans like a musical composition? Well, in a sense, yes. Dr. Bube answers, man is a series of scientifically describable reactions... But he is not only that, not only an animal or a machine. Man is more than an animal because he and God can have a personal relationship in which God gives man the dignity and value which he has no right to claim on any other basis. He concludes, science knows no onlys. To adopt such a restricted view of life is to miss the meaning and purpose of human life. This week, I was reading opposing opinions from two different astronomers. Dr Stephen Weinberg concludes one of his books with the comment, The more the universe seems comprehensible, the more it also seems pointless. But there is at least some consolation in the research itself. The effort to understand the universe is one of the very few things that lifts human life a little above the level of farce and gives it the grace of tragedy. In contrast was a comment by astronomer Dr Charles Misner. He said, I don't see the universe as pointless. I'm impressed with the beauty and intelligibility of the universe. I think the majesty of the universe is meaningful and we do owe honour and awe to its creator. Harvard University Press has published a whole book of interviews with astronomers. 
Most of the interviewees include some statement about whether they think the universe has a purpose or whether it just is. Interestingly, those who think the universe has a purpose are the ones who think God made it. If we believe a wise God created the universe, we're more likely to see its purpose. Well, what can I tell a friend who says life seems to be out of control? He says life is spinning in circles to nowhere. Professor Franklin Lankard has an interesting statement. He has never met a person who at some time has not asked, Does the universe care whether or not I succeed in life? The Bible declares with certainty that the universe is not a runaway train, with the engineer dead at the throttle. That's an interesting figure of speech. The universe is not a runaway train, with an engineer dead at the throttle. He seems to imply that the creator God is alive. Yes, he's alive, and involved in our lives. Dr. Lankard continues, The universe is guided by a great intelligence, interested in the men and women whom he's created. The Bible is the most vital book in meeting the needs of bewildered men and women today. The Bible says that men and women can master life and overcome their difficulties through the help of God. And he closes with another analogy. Human history is not a blind alley, but a march with God leading the column of progress. One advantage of having this program on the web is that you can hear it more than once. So if we went over a particular point too rapidly, or if you want to review what Dr. and Mrs. Quick said, or want to listen to it with a friend, we encourage you to play it again. If you choose to write us, our email address is testtube at radio882.com. I'll repeat that, testtube at radio882.com. Or write our postal address, Truth in the Test Tube. P.O. Box 4320, Bangalore 560043, India. Once again, that's P.O. Box 4320, Bangalore 560043, India. Do join us again next time for Truth in the Test Tube.